I'm Francis Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. And we're Frangela. You know what you need in your life? Hmm. The Final Word Podcast. Yes, you do. That's right. It is the final word on all things political and pop cultural. Where we make real news real funny. Where we inspire you so you can hashtag resist. Subscribe and get a new episode of the Final Word Podcast each week. It's the news we think you need to hear. That's right. We think you need to hear it. Okay. Yeah, it's what we say so. That's right. And because all we do is give, every Thursday you can listen to our hysterical podcast, Idiot of the Week. We round up the stupid because you know what? Somebody has to. Okay. All we do is give. They might be giants that have been on the road for too long. Too long. And they might be giants aren't even sorry. Not even sorry. And audiences like the shows too much. Too much. And now they might be giants are playing their breakthrough album, Flood. All of it. And they still have time for other songs. They're fooling around. Who can stop They Might Be Giants and their liberal rock agenda? Who? No one. This ad was paid for with somebody else's money. So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial relationships with any Russian oligarchs. That, that's what he said. I, I, that's what I said. That's obviously what the, the, our position is. I'm not aware of uh, any of those activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I didn't have not have communications with the Russians. What do I have to get involved with Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. I've never spoken to him. I don't know anything about him other than he will respect me. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. So, it is political. You're a communist. No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist. Hello, welcome to Muller She Wrote, Minisode 1, Week 23. Uh, I'm AG. With me, as always, is Jaleesa Johnson. What's up? And Jordan Coburn. Hello. You guys, the investigation is knocking at the door of the White House. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's the final So, everyone, sorry, I had to play that song. <laughs> so, everyone is asking what Mueller is going to do, right? So, in today's mini so we're going to talk about the ways Mueller could wrap up this investigation. As we learned in episode 23, the big episode, Trump is not a target of a criminal investigation, but he is a subject. So, mm-hmm. one of the reasons Trump is not a target could be because of the 1998 memo in the Department of Justice disallowing indicting a sitting president because it would interfere with the business of running the country, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <It's> so backwards. <laughs> Were Mueller to follow that DOJ policy, and he seems to be a pretty by-the-book dude, um, that would mean Trump could never be a target, because a target is someone you intend on. Mm-hmm. Indicting, right. Yeah. So that doesn't mean that Mueller has, you know, has insufficient evidence to charge Trump. It might simply mean that Mueller interprets the Constitution to mean that impeachment is the appropriate remedy for any president that, like, presidential malfeasance, mm-hmm. right? Nice. Any shitty president, I'm going to go with, you know, I, I interpret the Constitution as to say impeachment is the way to go. Love it, yeah. So 
28 CFR 600.8 defines Mueller's role. That's a federal statute. Mm -hmm. And one of the responsibilities of special counsel is to provide the attorney general with a confidential report outlining his findings. Mm -hmm. Now, the attorney general in this case, obviously, is Sessions, and he's recused. So we're talking about the deputy attorney general. Mm -hmm. Whenever I say the AG, I mean Rosenstein. Rosenstein. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got it. (laughs) So this report could include a recommendation of impeachment. For example, mm-hmm. so that's and now 28 CFR 600.8 goes on to say that Rosenstein must report to the chair and ranking minority member of the Senate and House Judiciary Committees. Mm. The uh, Rosenstein could also agree with or reject the findings when he reports to the con- to Congress. He, nice. he so, but but he has to. He's bound by law to report to Congress. Mm-hmm. Somebody on CNN tonight said. Uh, well, you know, Mueller puts his report together, he gives it to Rosenstein, and it's up to Rosenstein whether he tells Congress or not. Mm-mm. No, I'm telling you right now, by law, he is bound to at least report it to the uh, majority and minority chairs of the House Judiciary Judiciary, Judiciary, <laughs> Judiciary Committee. Exactly. And House ju- <laughs> Four people. Yes, he has to. In the Congress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by law. So now we find out why Mueller might be holding back some of his indictments, Mm. right? He is required to write his report to Rosenstein at the end of his investigation and not before. Mm -hmm. Mueller would not write the final report unless he'd wrapped up every part of his investigation. And as we know, he's going down every single little road. Absolutely. Right. But apparently he can file an update, and I'll tell you about that in a minute. Mm. If Mueller uh, indicted people in Trump's inner circle like Donald Trump Jr. and Kushner, before he submitted his report, he could be subject to being fired, right? Mm -hmm. Or the people he indicts could be pardoned by Trump. mm -hmm. They'll be ticked off, yeah. So to avoid that, Mueller could indict and file his final report at the same time. Yes. Right? But Mueller might interpret the rules as stating that he must conclude all of his prosecutorial work before the report is submitted, meaning they'd all have to be tried and sentenced First. Right. But a more likely endgame is that Mueller would file a, quote, notification of significant events. This is the update I was telling you about, yeah. right? Recommending impeachment. He could do this like little before the final report. He could just do a little, I'm going to recommend impeachment. Yeah, a little heads up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like an update before the final one is submitted. Mm-hmm. 28 CFR 600.8 allows for such an update as long as it falls within uh, the guidelines of an urgent report. I think an impeachment would count. <laughs> well, an urgent Word. report is defined as Department of Justice um, as a law enforcement emergency. <laughs> yeah. Or that the national media attention is anticipated. Or if there's a major development. Like every week in the Trump administration. <laughs> yeah. Or like you're guilty of obstruction of justice and That'll colluding with yeah. Russia. Mm-hmm. That second criteria is interesting. That yeah. national media attention is anticipated. Yeah. It's interesting that the media has such a legitimate kind of spot. Exactly. Well, the media, you know, some people consider the media legitimate. I still (laughs) appreciate most media. Oh yeah, no, me too. But it's but it's like very outside the federal government. Absolutely, very interesting point. Mm. 
Well, do you remember how Comey uh, came out ahead of the Clinton email yeah. mm-hmm. thing? Yeah, exactly. That's probably what he was relying on. He called yeah. it an urgent report. And, yeah. and he probably did that whole update under the statute. Yeah. If the populace is going to change dramatically how they're viewing a situation or their leaders, mm-hmm. then... And I'm totally yeah. guessing, but that maybe maybe he used that. Yeah, that yeah. makes authority. sense. So, a possible endgame is that Mueller submits a confidential recommendation to impeach meaning Trump would never be a target, (laughs) so you know, uh, to Rosenstein, and then continue to finish his investigations into the lesser demons, uh, (laughs) Manafort, DT Jr., you know, Ivanka, Kushner, all those guys, Mm -hmm. and then indict them after he makes his impeachment recommendation. Yeah. Then he can file a full and final report after everyone is in jail, (laughs) except Trump, if Mueller opts to not indict him and goes for the impeachment recommendation first. Interesting. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I hope Mueller chooses to interpret the 1998 memo as a guideline. So I want him to pretty much acknowledge that it's been 20 years since this has been addressed. And this particular president has done far worse than anyone before him. So I hope Mueller chooses the former and he wants to indict and file the report at the same time. I know you said it's less likely, but that's what I'm No, not when I say indict and file the report at the same time, I don't Mm -hmm. mean indict Trump. Just all his indictments, period, right? Like like anyone he's going to indict. His his Manafort, Kushner, uh, Ivanka. Okay, the slightly smaller The lesser demon. That makes sense. So I still hope that he would at least indict them and file the report at the same time just to catch them off guard. It's like the inner drama queen in me wants that. But also, I'm afraid of what Trump will do if he has a heads up. So I just kind of want it to be all a surprise. Yeah, but by then, if he files the impeachment recommendation before he indicts Mm -hmm. um, his kids, then he'll have the heads up before the indictments happen. Right. So at the same time, I'm, I'm thinking that would be better. What do you think? I I think personally he should file the impeachment recommendation as soon as he can. Okay. And call it an urgent report. Right. Uh, He can't file a final report until everyone's gone to been sentenced. Exactly. But he can file that heads up update. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He can say, hey. hey." Yeah. Whatever it takes, like, to just give Trump the the just uh, no advantage, essentially. Like, I just want. Right. And by filing the impeachment recommendation before he indicts his family Mm -hmm. members, that's catching Trump off guard. There you go. But yeah, if you, if you indict his family members before mm-hmm. you uh, file the final report, they already know and Trump knows. Them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're right. That's what I yeah, think. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I, do, I don't, unfortunately, for since Mueller is such a by-the-books person, I'm not so sure I think he's going to actually indict Trump. Right. No, that's why I'm thinking he's going to do the uh, early impeachment urgent report recommendation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then indict everyone and then hope that, that congress impeaches exactly trump that sounds like yeah. the best case scenario yeah, yeah that's that's well i mean for me that's not best case scenario. <laughs> no because no. even that, if most you likely no yeah, because yeah. even if you impeach trump even if it's after the blue wave you're mm-hmm. not going to remove him from office right he'll yeah. stay as long as unless the romney nine comes through i was gonna say romney? that is yeah. assuming there's still a party line vote at which point i would hope that after all of his close family members and you know or depending what's in the impeachment recommendation exactly i would hope there'd be some defectors of the republican party get rid of him at this point it's like trump and his advisors are so beholden to so many other foreign entities i'd almost think as a gop 
member, I'd, I could have an equal amount of luck just working with a fucking Democrat Absolutely. on the things I care about. Yeah. Right, but we've talked about this before. I have more faith in the Senate mm-hmm. than I do in the House. 100%, mm-hmm. yeah. And the House is the one that needs to impeach. The Senate is the one that removes. So mm-hmm. if we wait after the blue wave and then we have a Democratic, because we will have plenty in the Congress, oh, in, yes. the, in the House to impeach. Yeah. We, need we just have to have nine yeah. Republicans flip in the Senate. Mm-hmm. And I already know for a fact and not counting the senators that are Republican senators that are retiring this year. Right. The ones that are still going to be around. The one, I know that a couple of them already just hate Trump and Romney's and, running. And Romney's running. Mm-hmm. And Romney yeah. is Trump. He's oh, the yeah. one we need. So yeah. Romney I almost, 9. I, I just If it boils down to Romney 9, I'm going to be like, I coined the phrase Romney 9. What? What? I love yeah. it. It's a good one. All those GOP members that have decided to resign just in the midst of this being a fucking clown house yeah they should have they should have stayed so when the impeachment happened they could actually make a difference that way they're cowards they you're right are, they aren't going to win their elections though yeah but they, they would yeah. still fight for the right cause but they're cowards they don't care no they're they are fighting for the right cause now yeah oh even the ones that are yeah, on the way out but i haven't heard enough. no what i'm saying is yeah. like the people yeah, like the republicans who are saying i'm not running again mm-hmm. they are fighting for the right oh, cause yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the reason they're not running again is because they're not going to win. You're yeah, right. So a few of them are actually. Anyway. Yeah. Who are some examples of that? Just top of your head. Uh, I... Bob Corker, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Flake. Yeah, there, there was go. a time period McCain's where it was like a, like just one after the other of yeah, people saying yeah. they weren't going to come period. back. Well, yeah. I hope there's more. Romney 9. I, I need Republicans who hate Trump to stay. Exactly. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Stay in districts where they're going to win. Yeah. And stay. Just fight. If you yeah. can win, if you can win your election, stay. What, what's happening is the guys who can't win are bowing just, out. Yeah, they're, yeah, just they're not. They're not trying to fight. Yeah, they, fuck this shit. They can't. They but can't. I got win. better shit to do in my life. Trey Gowdy. Yeah. Can't. He's not going to win. You're right. All right, you guys. That's Minnesota one. I had a good time. Yeah. Good yeah. Time. Yeah, oh yeah got me all riled up <laughs> yeah it's good mm. that was a great uh that's a great piece to have because so many people i think lost hope when they saw that article come out and it, trump lost week, hope so. it was a poorly <laughs> i gained I, a lot of hope like a fucking <laughs> idiot i personally think it was a poorly presented article and that me they too. didn't say that this is a republican point of view from a bunch of republicans within the white house secondhand from this and secondhand from that mm-hmm. yeah uh and also instead of saying Trump is the subject of an investigation. They said Trump is not a target of investigation. And both of those statements are true, but why do you got to say the one that, I don't know. Yeah, yeah no, you're I right. Mean, there's still a media organization that just wants the most traction they can get on stories. And if they present it like that. But I like not... Washington Post. Yeah. Oh, I know. They're great. Yeah, yeah, they're great. But still, I think also it would be suspect. They're still getting clicked. They're still trying to get clicked. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it'd be suspect for them to present it in a way that's like, but don't freak out, guys, you know, because then it's like, well, well, I'm we're not trying to get clicks at Muller. She wrote, we're just trying to get mm-hmm. you to give us a dollar. But all of the, you people yeah. hearing this are already giving us at exactly. least a dollar. And and thank, you. thank you. Everyone thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Mm-hmm. You're the best. We really appreciate you guys. I've been AG. I've been Julissa Johnson. I've been Jordan Coburn. And this is Muller. She wrote. Muller She Wrote is produced and engineered by AG, with editing and logo design by Jaleesa Johnson. Market consulting by Amanda Reeder at Unicorn Creative. Our digital media director and subscriber manager is Jordan Coburn. Fact-checking and research by AG with support from Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn. Muller She Wrote is written by AG, Jaleesa Johnson, Jordan Coburn, Sarah Hirschberger Valencia, and Sarah Lee Steiner. Our web design and branding is by Joel... <laughs> Start that last part again. Five, four, three... 
Our web design and branding is by Joelle Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is MillerSheWrote.com. Season four of How We Win is here. For the past four years, we've been making history in critical elections all over the country. And last year, we made history again by expanding our majority in the Senate, beating election-denying Republicans in crucial state house races, and fighting back a non-existent red wave. But the MAGA Republicans who plotted and pardoned the attempted overthrow of our government now control the House, thanks to gerrymandered maps and repressive anti-voter laws. And the chaotic spectacle we've already seen shows us just how far they will go to seize power, dismantle our government, and take away our freedoms. So the official podcast of The Persistence is back with season four. There's so much more important work ahead of us to fight for equity, justice, and our very democracy itself. We'll take you behind the lines and inside the rooms where it happens with strategy and inspiration from progressive changemakers all over the country. And we'll dig deep into the weekly news that matters most and what you can do about it with messaging and communications expert, co-founder of Way to Win, and our new co-host, Jennifer Fernandez-Ancona. So join Steve and I every Wednesday for your weekly dose of inspiration, action, and hope. I'm Steve Pearson. And I'm Jennifer Fernandez-Ancona. And this this is is How We Win. M-S-W Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, Welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis' first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing on the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, 
I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th. Or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.